0: Whether you're just wrapping up the night shift or on your way to start the day, we got what you need.
5: Welcome to the Morning Shift.
0: It's the most mid-team in history. A whole new way to start your day with nationally televised reporter Tiffany Blackman.
5: Any pizza for me can be a personal. Can't wait. Former Falcons and Alabama offensive lineman Mike Johnson.
0: I've had my butt shoot by Nick
3: Saban
1: a few times.
0: You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. And Atlanta sports radio guru Bo Morgan. You
1: know who I am? I'm Squid Bill. Uh
0: You tell him I'm coming! hell's coming with me you hear it's a new experience
4: and a new take on a sports morning show the
0: morning shift is on
4: sports radio 92.9 the game now here's tiffany mike and (laughs) Bo.
5: Friday, I turned my mic on, so I had to redo that good morning. Still the same energy, though. I want to congratulate everybody for surviving the work week, including myself. Um, I'd like to thank me.
1: <laughs> is this an acceptance got- <laughs> speech? I'm sorry. What's going on here? What is yeah. going on right now?
5: I just, you, just- <laughs> you know what? I'm giving you that. We don't have to speculate about coaching news anymore. Thank you,
3: Jesus. Because it
5: is done. We are live in the Kia Studios. This is the morning shift. Mike, Bo, and Tiff here with you, and the Atlanta Falcons have a new head coach, and his name is Raheem Morris. Yeah. Or
1: Ra, as some of us call him. You can't, oh, you yeah, can't yeah. keep yeah. calling him Ra. I and
3: I can't get on board with that. I know that some people call him that.
1: I just
5: If he knows you like that, sure. What's but... the difference
1: in calling art art and rah rah? I didn't I never called him art. Okay, well, yeah. I mean if when he comes on this show, he'll be coach. Yeah. But you know. We had
3: um <laughs> we had a running back named Jaquiz Rogers. Quiz. When I, do I remember When yeah. I was here and it was Jaquiz Rogers and our O line coach at the time, Paul Dunn used to call him Ja. He had like this northern accent and he'd go, Hey Ja. And undoubtedly, Justin Blaylock would go, where would I be without my baby? <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> and and like I can't get it. When I hear rah, I feel the same way when it rolls off your tongue. When you say rah, I'm like, nah, man, please don't do that. All right.
5: Yeah. Hey, guys, this hour is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan Injured. Hire Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. Yes, we have big news today. And my friends can uh, stop texting me, asking me you know what, are you guys ready to have a new head coach? Do you guys want to stop having to talk about who could be the head coach? I know you were kind of worried. I, you I was like, hoping I think it's it was going to be next by next Wednesday. Wednesday.
1: Yeah, I I and had even been led to believe a, it would be got later. I yeah. I've been led to believe it might be here next th- th- this time next week talking about it.
3: You know what's crazy? The first thing that popped in my mind when I read that it was going to be him was I remembered yesterday. Let's see what time would this have been. Um let's call it like 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon, and the news was that Bobby Sloak was in town yep. and interviewing, and I saw a Jeremy Fowler tweet that Raheem Morris had finished up with the Commanders on Wednesday and was flying yesterday to Seattle for his interview in Seattle. And I was like, okay, well, huh, I wonder how that's going to go. How, can I see him in Washington? Man, you know, I'll be honest, if they get in Washington, I feel like that's a good move for them. And I was like, let's see what happens with Slowick. And it was, I mean— what was the conversation like with Slowik? Because the minute Slowik left the building, it was like Reem Morris is the head coach.
1: Well, well, that's that's the thing for me is um, I want to know what changed because it seemed like – Well, what, what changed is, is you have four you have four interviews out for second – rec- or meetings for second interviews with guys that are coaching this weekend, and Slowik blew you away the first time, and then Raheem – meets with Washington and is heading to Seattle and Sloick leaves your building or or Arthur's house or wherever they met, and you just met with Rabel, and all of a sudden you make an offer immediately. I think that's what changed. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I
3: think you look at the fact that he interviewed Washington and he's going to Seattle, and I think in the back of your head, you're going, he was far and away the best interview we had, and we can't let him get to Seattle. And Oops. so I think that's probably what changed. That's
5: what I think would change, too. Uh, we obviously know he's been here before. He was on Dan Quinn's staff here. Coach um, defense, right? And then moved to coaching wide receivers, which is pretty great, too. So he has a all-encompassing yeah, was- knowledge of both sides of the ball. Uh, what were we gonna ask
3: you? I, I, you would know better than me, but I, I think he's actually started here, maybe as the passing game coordinator, and, and kind of moved back and forth a little bit. I'd have to look that up, but I I, I kind of feel like he was offense. I know first. it was
5: news back during my time here yeah. where he went. It was yeah, like, he oh, he's working with Julio ball. now, yeah. but he was yep.
1: on. He started as the um, he started as the assistant head coach and the passing game coordinator, and then he just moved to wide receivers. That's what, uh, yeah. Um, and then he became the DC the last year, and I put out a text to. Uh, when the news first broke, we remember you and I talked about this, Stephanie, uh, weeks weeks ago when he was first getting interviewed, interview, and I said, yeah, I didn't know how to feel about it. Then I talked to somebody, and they told me, no, no, no. Everything changed when he took over as the interim. So I, I reached back out to a person that literally was working in the building on that staff, and I said, hey, what changed? Like, can you give me a few things? And when – because they went 4-7, and seven, uh, but they should have won one of those games. Remember the Todd Gurley – uh, don't, you know, Matt Ryan's famously on the tape, don't score. And Todd Gurley scores, and Detroit goes down and beats you. That, so it would have been another win. They had some, they went on like a three game winning streak. But I said, dude, what changed? He goes, look, there was a lot of BS going on in the building before DQ got fired that last year. And I think a lot of that had to do with the GM and, and the head coach trying to save their jobs. And so I think some things were getting through the thing. But he says, look, he kept people honest. He called people out in front in the team meetings when you were making mistakes. He put that up there and said, This is what we got to stop. He's like, the standard had gotten lost under DQ. And he brought that back. And he got he also put these guys back on a schedule where you come in, you do your job, and then you go home. And he got it back to a good point. And people told me he was a breath of fresh air in the building once Dan got fired. Maybe partly because of the whole cloud that you knew you were waiting for the other leg to drop on the GM and the head coach at that time. But he rejuvenated that building. That's why you somewhat got it back. Everyone that's either worked in that building before or is work that that's now the few people that are left, which is not very many, maybe one or two, they're Like they're pumped to have him back. You guys both know and we've talked about it before
3: how I feel about guys being hired from within an organization that just fired uh it it has worked out most of the time it does not right it, I think we had this conversation it was about Dabo before like he's the most successful guy that I think actually was hired after being an interim for a guy that got fired um and we're hoping that's Brent Key uh obviously you know situations were to the I mean, NFL is a little bit different um it, you probably get away with the NFL a little bit more but I had conversations and, and I saw things on the socials last night about why didn't they hire him in 2020 you know, three years ago? Well, there's two answers to that question. And one of them being, he just went and won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator and spent three years in Sean McVay. And I'm sure that helped with where he's at right now. And the other one is, sometimes when you are as bad as they were in 2020, was it four and 12, sometimes you have to clean house. Sometimes you need a fresh reset. Sometimes you need new faces in every corner of the building. And when you hire from within, that's not necessarily what you're going to get. So I don't think that in my mind, 2020 is, is – there's no negative knock on him for that. I think he
1: did a great job navigating that building in a tough spot. And so um, – Well, how do you clean house and leave one of the most important positions in place? How do you – Right, you can't. And, and that's what – I had this conversation with a couple people last night, including some people, you know, close – and they said, you know, I think people are going to say. I said, yeah, but you can't – you can't fire everyone and then, and then, and then leave – Leave him, no matter how, how much you like him, you had to have that gap, right?
3: Or or vice versa. You can't uh you, you know, you can't necessarily expect a lot of change. And it's not about personnel for me. Like when you need a when you need a complete overhaul, right, you're going to have things in place. Travel schedules. You talked about it yesterday, practice schedules. You know, top to bottom, the way you do things doesn't always hit a reset when the interim is brought up. And not to say that he wouldn't have done that in 2020 if he'd have been hired. Um, but, you know, I, I think they decided things needed to be shook up a little bit more at that point.
5: It's more of an energy thing. It's not right. really about the logistics or, like, the day-to-day it, stuff It is for me. On, it, it,
3: is, it, it is for me because I, I think that so many guys get caught in the lull of doing the same things they've always done within that locker room, right? It's, oh, well, we're going to this meeting here and that meeting here. And sometimes it just needs a hard – we're doing things different, all right, to kind of snap guys out of that lull, in my opinion. So um, – I just, I don't, 2020 has no bearing to me on what this, uh, you know, these coming seasons will be with Raheem Morris. I, I think, I think no deeper than I should on that. And I think a lot of people do and ask questions about what happened after the interim job. It also could be where they look back and think, man, we made a mistake. You know what I mean? It, we made well, a mistake. So,
5: you know, I think at least if we're talking on the defensive side of the ball, I can tell you from sitting down with him um, in Los Angeles, I had, um, a Rams game against the commanders. And Raheem just comes in bringing in all the energy like we know that we're accustomed to hearing. I know people probably don't want to hear all of that. People are like, have different opinions um, that we've been seeing. I've actually looked at the socials and putting my bow hat on today, been seeing a number of different opinions on the hire, right? But I can tell you from sitting down with him, uh, what you're getting in a head coach is a guy that his players want to play for, a guy. Um, why is, my, why is his name? is Aaron Donald. Thank you. you oh, um, talking yeah. to me about just how much of an impact Raheem Morris has made on him and has made on that entire defense. And when you hear that coming from a guy like Aaron Donald, you're like, okay, you already knew from getting to know him a bit here in Atlanta what he had and who he was about. But then you start to hear it. it's, a, it's around the league. Everyone has so much respect for this guy. Um, he came into our meeting talking about how defensively no one – who thought the Rams were really going to be in it in it? this year have a chance to try to make it to the postseason, Not especially many. when you're talking about their defense, which was a really young core. And he relished the opportunity to help develop these younger guys and blend in the fact you had a veteran leader on that defense but, in an Aaron Donald. And it did work out for them. They flipped the script towards the second half of the season defensively, but it took a little bit to develop those guys. And he had a huge hand. In yeah.
1: There. Was it Kobe Turner? I think is his name. Guy had like nine sacks, an interior de- rookie uh, defensive lineman who, Had a better season than some of the guys that we thought would be, you know, some of the top picks in the draft, like a Jalen Carter guy. This guy outperformed him. Uh, I'll say this real quick, too. I had multiple people reach out to me and point to friends and, you know, uh, and others and and reach out about his 17-31 and record as head coach and pointed to his time in Tampa Bay. He was barely older than Dylan when he was the head coach at Tampa Bay. And and, and I'll, I'll point to this. If, if, if everyone wants to say about what Bella Oh, don't worry about Belichick's Cleveland years. It wasn't a fair shake. Well, I don't think Roz, Raheem, excuse me, Mike, had a fair shake in Tampa Bay as first.
5: No, I don't he was, think he did either. He
1: was the DB coach. He gets hired as a DC. And like two months later, Gruden is out and because he had decimated the organization John Gruden had. And Raheem gets thrust in there. He ends up having a 10-win season in year two. But he wasn't ready, and he didn't even get to bring in his own staff in at, at most of that uh, tenure there.
5: I do want to leave you with this. I just pulled up the rest of my Rams notes from that weekend and from sitting down with Coach in those production meetings. And um, one of the things he talked about being a coach and what his role is and how he helped that defense was, I'm going to give you a defined role, and I need you to execute. You execute that role, and then you get better. You don't put expectations on anybody or limitations, but rather – you coach them up. You tell them what the role is, and see how they can blend in. So, I like his philosophy. I like his approach. We'll have more on Raheem Morris when we come back here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 990
0: The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours more than just sports talk this is the morning shift i'm in
4: me too on sports radio 92.9 the game
5: the atlanta falcons have announced raheem morris as their next head coach and we are back here on the morning shift on sports radio 92.9 the game owner arthur blank had this to say This is a historic day for the Atlanta Falcons. After a comprehensive search, we are thrilled to welcome Raheem Morris back to Atlanta as the team's new head coach with 26 years of NFL experience, including the last three in an outstanding organization that has won our league's championship in that time. Raheem emerged from a field of excellent candidates and is the right leader to take our team into the future. And this is the future. It starts now, guys.
1: Yeah, can we... uh... (laughs) Can we go before we get any calls or whatever, can we go ahead and uh, you know, talk about the elephant in the room, which was this whole there's been a lot there's been a lot of people that became uh air quote insiders over the last two weeks in their own minds and on their own Twitter accounts.
5: Wait, are you a- taking this time to Just
1: hold on a second, <laughs> Tiffany Blackman? Big time my Tiffany. Government, a government
5: um, name.
1: <laughs> and it all it all stemmed around Rich McKay and Bill Belichick, and Belichick was the guy, and but he wasn't going to come here with McKay. And then you heard from others that said, "Well, no, no, McKay and Belichick are cool." The end of the day, it it became this thing where when Raheem was hired, oh, see, Rich McKay still in power; he got his way. Well, part of the press release, in fact, uh, I think the last three sentences or the last sentence of the press release was about Rich McKay is still the CEO of AMBSE, but he is not, he's not the guy that Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris will answer to the structure, which came back in 21 when Arthur Smith and Terry were hired, which was, he was the go between between Mr. Blank and the GM and head coach is back to the GM and the head coach are just going to to blank now. And so the power struggle thing, from what I've talked to p- some people, was Belichick's thing was he wanted to clean house. And it was would have meant losing a lot of your department that has been built by Terry Fontenot and Terry Fontenot. Like, he didn't want Terry Fontenot in that building. And I think that there was some rumors that he could have been bringing back the Scott Piolis of the world here with him. So, you know... Whatever you think about McKay and you think that he won and he got Belichick, he really didn't because he's not in the day-to-day anymore any, either. He's out. He's he actually he's he's now the go-between between Garth Lagerway and Arthur Blank at Atlanta United. And don't forget too, and, and Abe Gordon texts me this and Abe has a great point about it. He goes, Don't we have a World Cup coming up that Rich is gonna be very much have to, you know, in, in, in planning for? because of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium is hosting those. And I said, yeah, you're right. It's a good call. So that whole, it was McKay versus Belichick. I think it was actually Terry Fontenot and his departments versus Belichick and wanting to clear all of them out. And I think at the end of the day, Arthur Blank picked Terry Fontenot.
5: If you want to weigh in on this, we are opening up the lines today. Throughout the show, you can call us at 404-726-0929. You can give us your thoughts on... Atlanta Falcons hiring Raheem Morris to be their next head coach.
3: Yeah. I, I, it's funny. Cause I think Conti was talking about the uh, Atlanta United situation and saying, don't expect things to be different on the Atlanta United side. And I don't, but y- you can bet as long as I'm sitting here that somebody will find a way to blame United seasons <laughs> the next couple of years on the fact that Rich McKay's name has been mentioned on that press releases. I just thought, okay, here we go uh, with the United side of things. And look, I, I've said this before. I think Terry is great at his job. Uh, Terry's draft last year was incredible. Terry gave Arthur, and this is the way it's supposed to be, everything Arthur asked for, right? He asked to extend Lindstrom and McGarry. He said, we can ride with Ritter. Terry says, okay, but just in case, I'm going to go out and sign Taylor Heineke. You draft a left guard, right? Uh, you, You draft a safety. You draft Clark Phillips. You draft guys that can be difference makers, on this team, and Terry was able to evaluate, and this coach and staff was able to develop. So, no, I did not want Terry uh, to be brushed to the side for Bill Belichick, who has failed in that phase the last four years. And so, I'm happy. I don't know if that's Rich pulling that string or Arthur pulling that string or who it is, but no, it, it, guys, when we talked about this the day after Arthur Smith was fired, and we did a top five Tuesday, and I said the list, I put Bill Belichick on the list at five just because I thought he had to be mentioned on that list. Raheem Morris was three for me, right? He was in front of Bill Belichick the entire time for me. And I think this situation kind of sums it up because I think that I think he's more than ready for this opportunity. Um, and, you know, listen, we can talk about winning percentage in Tampa Bay all you want to. We can try to project all you want to. I, I, I'm like you, Tiff. I got frustrated on the socials yesterday because I put out in 2024, being loved by your players is more important than it's ever been. It's more important than it's ever been. It's not the most important thing. It's not the most important thing. It's more important than it's ever been. You know, Arthur was loved by his players. Did I say it's the most? The most important thing is getting your quarterback. That's the most important thing. And that's why if you are already dunking on the Raheem Morris hire, you need to just wait a little bit. Let's see what happens and see how this plays out. If it's Zach Robinson, who you know, how the draft goes or who the free agent signings are. But he's going to need to get the offense in place. I, I, but... If you're already mad about it, I don't know what to tell you. If you wanted Belichick, don't know what to tell you. This We would have been sitting here with half the fan base just as up in arms had we hired Bill Belichick today, as with Raheem Morris.
5: And going back to what you said about everybody being mad about this situation, uh, people want to come at it from the approach of we're tired or hearing about the energy, the positivity stuff. Again, they want to hear about the winning percentage. But I agree with you in the fact that it is more important than it is now. And you do want to hear from players that have played for this guy, especially in the role that he was in now, coming from the Rams being their D.C., coaching the likes of Aaron Donalds, Um, Ernest Jones, another guy that we talked to in our meetings when I was out there. And he talked about how Raheem Morris, basically their defense, was a reflection of him and that they're just this energetic group They're going out and they're competing every day. It sounds so simple, but when you look at what's happening with the Lions, right, you look at what's happening with the Texans, um, you've got these. I'm not saying that you have to be a young coach and energetic, but a younger coach, but it is working for those teams up there. And so it is important to be able to talk about at least the character perspective that from what I've talked to guys that I can bring to you from what I've gotten from Raheem Morris in sitting down with him and knowing him over these years when he was uh, back here in Atlanta as well and so you're getting a good dude that's going to be a good representation of the city first and foremost he's going to be able to connect with his players and as you heard in that say he's got 26 years of experience he's been doing this for a long time he's done it on both sides of the ball I just think people need to give it more of a chance before being like okay great he's they Falcons put out on social, you know, he's dancing. People want to be mad about that. I really am going in your direction <laughs> yeah, right now, yeah. which is very unlike me. But, but, um, but I just—life comes at you fast. If you I, I, no, <laughs> just just in this one case, just because it's different when you can sit down with these people and you have, you know, a role that allows you an opportunity to get to know somebody in a different way than just what maybe people see on the outside.
1: Yeah, if you want to talk about winning percentages, a lot of people want to make Vrabel. Well, he was thirteen and uh, twenty-one in his last two seasons. You want to talk about Bill Belichick's winning percentage? Well, without Tom Brady, uh, he's under five hundred. Most notably, twenty-two and twenty-nine his last three seasons. Uh, real quick, I know we got to get the break, but we got one. We got Zach and Paulding County on the line. Uh, Zach, welcome in the morning, shift. What do you think about the Raheem Morris hiring?
6: What's going on, guys? Hey, I think it's uh honestly. I think it's a great hire. Um, you know, at first you know, part like, oh, it's not the flash in the pan type hire that you were kind of all the 14 interviews you go with. But for me, as soon as I heard that he was planning on bringing in Zach Robinson as the OC and QB, you know, kind of groomer as well, like, I think that was also a little more comfortable hire considering what you see that, you know, Robinson's done out there in, in LA and stuff too. So, I think he knows the town, knows the culture. I think he's I mean, when you got guys in the league like Ramsey and stuff posting like, Man, this is one of the best hires in the league, like you have to stop and pause for a minute. You can't just be like, Oh, you got some of the great players, like that could also influence, you know, free agents and stuff like that too. So I, I think Bill Belichick, for as great as he's been, I think at this stage in his life, he might have scared some people from coming to the culture. Um, so so I'm I'm actually proud of the the Falcons' front office. I think it's a great hire, and I look forward to seeing what they got. But I will say, it don't matter if you hire Andy Reid, if you got, if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter who you are as a coach. You will be defined by that. So, so next step for Raheem and them is to get that QB now.
4: Yeah,
3: great call, Zach. If I was calling into the show, I would have sounded just like Zach just did. <laughs> I would have call. said the same thing. I would have said, the same. I'd have been like, ah, uh, you get the temperature of the room. Yeah, and then you start thinking about it, and you're going, great hire, the players love him, still got to get the quarterback right. Yeah. Bottom line, got to get the quarterback if right. If
1: Jalen Ramsey's tweeting about a former coach in a positive light, I think it means a lot. He's not a hard guy or an easy guy to coach. He's a guy that's bounced around a lot. But the, when he, I, that was the biggest compliment I saw on the, on, uh, on on anything last night was when Jalen Ramsey said that. That, that. I took that out, like like, whoa. I mean, I knew, obviously, I've been around Raheem. I know what guys, people feel about him and everything. But seeing that one, I was like, whoa, okay. All right, let's go then.
5: When we come back here on the morning shift, the lines are still open for you to weigh in on the Atlanta Falcons' new head coach, Raheem Morris. You can do that by calling us at 404-726-0929. We'll also hit a TV's timeout. I'll tell you about the time I got heckled On TV. Interesting. With a coach that we may be talking about right now. More on the other side on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Everybody's wheeling and dealing. Just renewed my Costco membership in the break. Really excited about that. Also excited about Falcons' new head coach. (laughs) And we will have on the man who broke that news, Tom Pellicero from NFL Network. He's going to join us at 7:40, so you want to make sure you are tuned in for that we also are still opening up these lines to callers if you want to weigh in on the atlanta falcons naming raheem morris their new head coach you can call us at 404-726-0929 and do just that so without further ado i'm going to go to the lines good morning to marco and lilburn what do you think marco
4: Hey, what's going on? So up, look, uh, I'm I'm happy about the hire, man. Like I I think that's exactly what the uh team needed, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like everybody wanna bring up all this old stuff about oh uh, what he did in 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 uh Tampa Bay and all of this stuff. Man, dog, he had Josh Freeman as a quarterback. Don't nobody even insane. remember who Josh Freeman is.
5: <laughs> wow, we like, do, don't
4: we? Like,
5: oh my goodness, you know, it's in
4: his man! Back. It's like, dog, like, let this, like, let this man come in with his own people, his own plan, and let him cook all that negative stuff, man. Y'all can kick rocks with all of that, dog. Like, let this man come in and do his job, man, and and see where he go from there. You know, like mm. everybody want to talk about excitement. You know, we need excitement, man. Dog, wins is it gonna bring excitement. Mm. I don't care the, who who he is. If mm. he ain't winning, he ain't
1: gonna excite the city. Mm. So you, you couldn't be more I right. I could
3: could not be more spot on with that yeah. call. I I I actually I tweeted this yesterday. Like, name me one of these guys that 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 brought excitement into the head, you know, like who, Arthur who Smith did.
1: Arthur Smith did when he was hired here. There's not it,
3: a, there's just not a lot of guys that have actually been successful that you that
1: when they were hired, you thought,
3: oh, this yeah. is the one. Like, no, it just doesn't happen you, like that. You know
1: what's funny to Marcos call? Uh, get a text yesterday into my group, my group chat, one of my group chats I'm in. Oh, really, Bo? Like, first off, like I made the hire, Bo, Raheem Morris. Really? Well, well, I'm sorry, what? And well, I, I'm not impressed. And, and so, so you know what happened? Is somebody else goes, bet you wanted Belichick, didn't you? No, no, I didn't really care who we hired. I just, I'm just not impressed with this. Like, right. no, I, I
3: dude. I had the same just thing. every and that's why I names. tweeted. There it's weren't not home important. runs. There weren't home runs. Well, Hardball's homer. Harbor wasn't coming here. I said it. I said it two weeks ago. He's not coming here. Other than that, there was a there was going to be a knock on whoever it was. And so, uh, slow it. We don't need to not hire another hot OC. That's what we just did. Okay. Don't need. Don't need a play call. Okay. Don't want old Bill Belichick.
1: Okay. You know, Rable what I,
3: just got fired. Okay. You so, know what I heard?
1: You know, I want a guy that's been there before. I heard that one. Yeah, but he wasn't any good when he was there before. Yeah. I love it. That was a great call by Marco, by the way. That yeah. Work.
5: That was really spot on. Uh, back to the lines we go. Sam in Fairburn. Good morning.
2: Morning, morning. What's up, man? Uh, you know, what, what, we have to just acknowledge it for what it is. I mean, we're talking – this isn't some Joe blow off the streets. This is a guy who, as you said, 26 years of experience, coached on both sides of the ball – Listen, this guy, this guy's a wide receiver, coach, and passing game coordinator. He coached Roddy White. He coached Julio Jones. He's some of the greatest receivers that, that we've ever seen. And then, you know, on the upside of the ball, he also coaches Aaron Donald. He coaches Jalen Ramsey. They think the world of this guy. So, you know what, the best, way, the best way to stop a passing game is to understand a passing game. He's done that. And he's put a defense on the field to shut it all down. And you know what, as far as Josh Freeman goes, he got ten wins out of Josh Freeman mm. and he saw how this whole he saw Josh Freeman's career implode. That's gonna help that's gonna be a lot of knowledge that's gonna be used to help us get our quarterback going forward to make sure the same thing doesn't happen here. So I mean, look, I think I I, I thought we'll go on the Belichick route, you know what I mean? I'm kinda glad we didn't. I see no issues here. I, get, get a man a chance and you know, hey, it's it's a it's a wins resulted. It's all about results. If he doesn't get results, he's got to go. But I think he's got a good chance to, 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 to get us what we want.
3: I, I think you're spot on. And, and I, somebody brought this up actually yesterday on the social, man. Nice call. Are you the same person you were in your job 13 years ago? Are you the same person you were in your job 13 years ago? I hope not. Well, I'll be honest. I hope you learned a little bit along the way.
1: Tiffany might say yes, but I'll tell you no. I'll <laughs> tell you. You I, would I,
5: take a I, shot. When I'm, I'm trying you. to relay information to our I'm wonderful sorry. producers what? back there.
1: What? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I would say no. Can I? Can I say something real quick? I've been uh, I've been traveling with the team for when you were playing. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and say I've been around every. When Josh was Freeman was playing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say that I've. I'm gonna take my time with this. Yeah, yeah, I'm not out. gonna say that I've been on every position group on this team for the last 15 years and know every relationship that's good, but I can tell you, I remember that wide receiver room in 16 and 17 when when Raheem was was a part of them and coaching them, and that's one of the closest position groups I've ever seen. It, it kind of reminded me of D block back in the day with the <laughs> yeah, linebackers. Yeah. I mean, those guys were tight and they were performing like anybody's business. Yeah, they had some Let's good hit players. A TV's.
5: Time out.
1: Boy, you're just all of <laughs> now, now, Let's take a look at what's going on in Tiffany's world. The same fun with TV's Time
0: Out
4: on the morning shift. Brought to you by Maximum Cash Home Fair cash offers for as is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678
5: 902 2000. I'm screaming. You're, so you're so my time. <laughs> All right. TV's Time Out. Guys, one day I'm standing in the front halls in Flowery Branch of the Falcons facility. So when you go in through the, you know, coaches' offices, there's a wonderful secretary there. I'm about to do a live shot there, and I hear someone yelling at me from basically the top of, like, a banister leaning over the railing. Okay. And I'm like, what is like going on? Like, there can't be a heckler kind of inside of the Falcons right. facilities. No. And it's someone yelling, like, either go back to Carolina, to the- <laughs> something to the tune of that. And I look up, and it's Raheem Morris
0: hey. giving me crap
5: as the uh, Falcons staff back then used hey. to do. What year was about that? me? This would have been like 2015 uh, to sure. what? Dan whole probably Dan Quinn's whole entire time was the whole time probably time about I was the same there. time he was yeah. just
3: talking about the wide receiver room being like so, that. So,
5: and when Raheem Morris was there, yes, and so yes, Morris is yelling at me from the top of the railing, telling me to go back to Carolina. Like, go talk about Cam. And I'm like, what? So I always got <laughs> I crap. go where I'm told, Raheem. I always got crap because NFL Network, I didn't control my schedule, but they would always send me to Carolina and various other places. But I would never get to stay home and cover the Falcons. Huh. He was so, right, by the they way, were not, hey, I, They were pretty good in that stretch. Yeah. They were pretty good in that stretch. Both teams ended up being good in that 2015-2016. Uh, so anyway – I got heckled um, by a coach, probably the only I'd say Rivera probably heckled me once or twice, but uh, those are the two people that have heckled me. And one just so happens that I'll be coming back to yes. Atlanta.
1: One more thing, me and Raheem have in common that we both would heckle you during that span of how much time you didn't come here and spend. You know, and in it wasn't, stayed Carolina. And I tried
5: to relay, I tried to relay to, to them. I didn't control my schedule back then. I had no say so in where I went. So you don't have any camera fun.
3: person at this point. It's just you and oh, a tripod? No, no, no. No, 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 no. This She's is She's big time. This in. A big legs, baby. She got a producer, no, a
1: camera person, and a am I'm just trying yeah. to
3: set the scene yeah, for myself. So you're standing Network. there with, this a, is with NFL a camera. Network. Okay. I'm with our
5: I'm with the entire crew. I didn't know you were standing by yourself. I'm like, man. No, 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 no. It's with our yeah, this wasn't my um back of mine. I love, my,
3: I, I love I that go. he did that.
5: Go back I to Carolina. It was like,
1: what?
5: We see you in Carolina all the time. Go back to Carolina. You're never here.
1: If you don't, if you're if you're sketchy on this hire, the fact that he gives Tiffany Blackman the real and tells her what's the real is absolutely, absolutely spot on. Ryan, you should be like, you know what? I'm gonna give him a chance.
5: Anyone yeah. that makes fun of me has got to be good in a lot. Well, of Anyone wants books. to
1: call you out on on your ish? Yeah, that's
5: not. Okay, I, I was powerless. So Dylan, yeah. is
1: that still a real? Is that still a hip term? That's ish. That's funny because I swear
3: yeah. ten minutes ago you said no I do what I want.
1: No
5: I do what I want,
1: but not when it comes to uh, work. You yeah. know. Uh, really, really. Well. What Ooh, do you okay. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's be kind. Con- because you literally said earlier, I'm gonna do this. I said no, you're not. You go. Gonna- I do what I want.
5: I meant when it comes to bosses that tell me. But where you to call go. me
1: management when it's convenient.
5: Yeah, when it's convenient. You are for
1: you me. are trapped, and there's no way out of I'm this. Not- you should just go no, to break. I'm
5: never trapped. You should just a call go or to break. Your caller, stay on the line. If I want to talk to
1: you.
5: My job. That's what I was going to say. Oh, well. <laughs> if you still want to talk to us and you're on the lines, hang on. We'll get to, to you on the other side here. We'll be right back in The Morning Shift on Sports Radio Night tonight the game.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.